This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to the Country Duty Show. My name is Dumisole. You can find me on Twitter at Dumisole. Um, today's show is going to be lit as much as I can tell with the mentions and, and everything else. We are discussing amongst other things, um, land, law, economics. We will obviously touch on Vicky Momberg. I don't know why we're giving her a time, but we will, because I think it's what, um, you know, responsible citizens and people on country duty would do. Um, we have, um, guests that I've already tweeted about, but I'll let them introduce themselves and uh, tell you, our listeners, a bit about themselves and we can get in. would like you to join this conversation. If you can call our studio number 0861-555-189. Studio number is 0861-555-189. You can send your WhatsApp voice notes or text messages on 079 0- Seven four eight two zero nine zero zero seven nine seven four eight two zero nine zero. Um, as I said, let's get on to Vicky. Um, we've seen the sentence today um, at the Renbeck Magistrate Court. Give me your views. Tag at Country Duty at Central, um, dot com and tell me what you think. Do you think the sentence meets um, the the harm and should have? Should it have been harsh? You've seen Afri Forum's comments that this is a double standard thing and, you know, it just shows that black people are getting off lightly and stuff. But I, I really would like to hear from you and hear your views. Without wasting time, um, welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, maybe let's start with you, Dumile. How are you doing today? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. We're having a, I think, a very relevant conversation. Um, that is a long time coming. Yeah. Um, that we kind of, I think, need to delve into a lot more deeply than we do. Um, so I'm very kind of excited to kind of get into the minutia and the nuances of, of, of this discussion and this topic. So I've had a good day kind of in anticipation of this oh, conversation. Great stuff. That, <laughs> yeah. that, that's comforting to hear. I think, uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. There, there, there's just so many things associated with that uh, and as you would without necessarily introducing you babes mom Ted, I, I, <laughs> that that is known and you probably would have seen it and stuff um, how that was you? my title two years ago but uh, I think <laughs> I've moved on since then uh, what, uh, what, do you, what do you go by uh, well just turn back no welcome to the country duty show um, thanks to, to both of you gentlemen I know we've got you at very short notice but I think it, it is very important to have these type of discussions um, one of the things I think um be it radio or otherwise, we, we also have a responsibility to inform. Um, we also have a responsibility to critique and also guide a bit of discourse to a certain extent. Um, you know, the, the, the thing with, with this type of station is, um, please don't be alarmed when people call in and start swearing. The, the PCA rules, um, don't, don't, don't apply here, but it's not necessarily cut blanche, however. Um, we'll try and treat this conversation with care and respect it deserves. More importantly, you know, make it comfortable for people to 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 speak um it's very emotive as you would know um, and it will continue to be um i think for the next 10 years in my anticipation um and calculation uh, and i may be wrong but um we'll, we'll talk about that um what are your views with regards to vicky momberg and the recent proceedings 
Well, perhaps Dumila should start. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it's, a, it's it's awkward to sit in front of a legal expert and try and um, understand it. Um, I think from a from a lay perspective, kind of always having looked at these racial cases, um, it, the the Vicky Mumberg, um, the the. The, the the sentence you got today, uh, I think, reflects a lot of the 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 the, the country's mood after so many racial incidences that we've had to deal with. I think a yeah. lot of this has been building, um, and and so the the emotional side, the emotive kind of excitement that comes from black people is probably more as a result of the fact that the environment has been very casual for racism mm. um, for, for, for quite a long time. Yes. Um, and this almost reflects the first time it's been taken seriously at this level. Yes. Um, personally, I am a free speech ag- advocate, so yes. I'm, I... I I'm always nervous when you hear about speech being legislated. Yeah. Um, but I also then understand this is the first time something like this has been taken seriously. Um, I think there is a discussion to be had around that, so what it means and yeah. to codify it a little bit better. Um, but I, I kind of err on the side of saying this was a kind of a good thing for the climate to take racism and racial climate a little bit more seriously than it has been. Um, historically, so that's kind of my personal sure. view right now. No, no, I agree with you, and I think it's it's, it's important. I mean, Tambega, you you would um, have seen um, the recent proposed amendments, or rather, what will ultimately become an act. Um, but before we even get to the legalese, um, is this, you know, that, does the offence meet the harm that may well have caused? Um, do, do you think maybe a corrective measure type of thing would have been? Adequate without preempting the legal processes, obviously. Yeah. Um, I suppose, I mean, you, you start off, I mean, like Dumile, you know, which is, you know, the default position should be we should be able to speak as much as we can 100%. and that people should not be sent to prison for speaking. Yes. And that's the default liberal position. And in South Africa, we would endorse that. Yeah. But I think there is a difference if you're dealing with a subjugated people over 400 years of racial subjugation. Yeah. And not just economic subjugation, but also cultural subjugation. And I think if you have to make meaning of the constitutional promise of dignity, yes. we have to temper a little bit with the ability of people to speak as they wish, especially in the context of language that is intended to entrench the subjugation of the black body. Yeah. So from a historical perspective, a contextual perspective, and perhaps a, a, a purposive perspective of the construction of the constitution, it is correct that certain forms of speech are harmful to dignity, and because they are harmful to dignity, they have to be policed from a judicial point of view. Yeah. The real problem with uh, this case is that it looks like at the commencement of the trial, there was a prospect of some form of restorative justice. Indeed. But Vicky Mombeck was not interested in, in restorative justice. Absolutely not. So yes. she made her bed and she must lie on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, it, I think it's, it's, it's clear people know about it. I mean, if, if she goes to an extent of even insulting the, the counselors, you know, people who have an obligation to report back to court and say, is there, you know, a means of avoiding jail term and stuff like that? And, and clearly she, she didn't want to repent. And, and yeah. I agree with you that that must happen. Um, Makafula, welcome and, and thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks. My apologies for being late. No, no, you're, you're not late. We actually just started. Um, Makafula, if you could just, just tell us about 
about yourself briefly and um, we can get on to um, the discussion. I mean, today we're talking about land, economic, social issues that affect um, the majority of our people. And you've been very vocal as a poet, musician, interestingly as a partner in, in, in your own law firm, amongst other things. But but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Makafula Villaraz is an AKA for, or a stage name for, for the poetry aspect of what I do. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm also an attorney. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and welcome. I know you, you've prepared a, a piece for us. We'll probably, um, you know, towards close of the show, maybe you could drop a thing or two sure. regarding sure. these, um, social issues to, to a certain extent. Um, Afri Forum has issued a statement amongst other things on the Mombek matter. Um, their view is, listen, this is double standards. Um, black people get away with, um, racial comments and stuff like that. Well, what are your views, gentlemen? Um, are we, are we having double standards? Uh, are they right, given that they represent a minority to a certain extent mm-hmm. and, and they feel targeted one way or the other? Yeah, I mean, they obviously do represent a, a, a fewer people than the majority of South Africa, but they represent a cultural majority. Yes. And that is the nuance that they tend to miss. So I would suggest that if there is any double standards, double standards that emanates from Afriforum, if Afriforum is interested in a non-racial South Africa as they continue to portray themselves to be, then they should oppose racism in all of its manifestations. Yes. And, and, and that's true, because it seems like they, um, correctly so, culturally uh, focused on one aspect of yeah. it. Uh, Dumula, what's your view? Do you think there's legitimacy, um, and should they even be taken serious to a certain extent? <laughs> um, I think we spoke a little bit earlier about how, as you say, every forum um, represents a certain minority, um, and they're almost always forced, because of their, their size and their relevance, to take extreme positions and to, to defend the minority, even a, a way, to a point where it doesn't really become logical. Yes. Um, the, their, their point being more about um, saying Vicky should have been let off, as opposed to say that um, this was... A racist who was dealt with And therefore we should deal with other racist issues yeah. um, Their position is mostly around The fact that um, we shouldn't be Taking this approach towards towards um, Vicky and her um, and her racist um, demeanor And that, that actually goes to the heart of this Is that it's more than just the speech It's her demeanor, it's her behavior um, It's the fact that she was unrepentant um, that, that adds to all of that And, and I think from an Afriporum um, Perspective I don't even believe that they want to understand the detail of the case. They're just representing a position, and personally, I don't take it seriously. I hear you. I mean, Vicky had said um, the cafe word over 48 times. I mean, be it since um, she was arrested, and we've seen the clip, and throughout the trial, um, meeting up with the, um, you know, the court officials and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Is, does it meet the sentence of three years, you know, suspended one and two, most likely she'll serve six months, depending on what happens. Do you think we're getting there? Look, uh, I've not been following the case, uh, I guess, from a legal perspective. Sure. Um, but, I mean, the races belong in prison. Yeah. In fact, they don't even belong in this country. Yeah. Um, as far as Africa Forum is concerned, I'm not even sure. I mean, Africa Forum... As 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 Tembe and have said, yeah. they represent a minority and they represent a racist minority and a backwards minority. Yes, and I'm not even sure if these are people who should be engaged on a logical basis. Yeah, you 
and true, and maybe we may well, while we engage them, we give them unnecessary airtime, and 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 it's very unfortunate because, um, you know, they then get to advance their view. But people have often said on Twitter, "Listen, um, why? Let's give them time. This is a democratic country and stuff." But I guess the line is always on the issue of them advancing a certain notion, which is cultural and and promoting racism to a certain extent, and therefore by those means they must at least not be given airtime. But hey, who am I to to say? Um, listeners, please do join us. Um, 079-748-2090 um, and let us have your views. Our studio number is 0861-555-189 and it would be great to, to hear your views. Um, and tweets are coming in and we appreciate that. We will also touch on later um, regarding Tembeka's book and and some of the aspects thereof but um let's get on to the discussion of the day the land um this is the <laughs> most important yet relevant issue um and and it has taken a toll to a certain extent and and their views in fact um in my and when i was doing a bit of research it's one of the most spoken about topics that since the motion that was passed and, and now, and it will to a certain extent uh, determine the discourse. Um, I don't know where to start really with regards to this uh, and, and the legal aspects thereof and, 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 and other issues. But maybe let's just talk in general terms. Um, are we heading the right way insofar as discussing land now? I mean, we have a constitution amongst other things that says uh, it has a property clause. Why are we even trying to mess up things that don't need mess up. And, and this is not my view per se. You know, these are views that I'm seeing on Twitter, my engagement with people. Are we disturbing the status quo in circumstances where Mandela and your ANCs have said there's a rainbow nation, let's rather build and, and, and not distract to a certain extent? Jens? I think you, you haven't had a chance to start, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. The issue of land. From where I sit is, um, look, as perhaps using uh, the title of Tabela's book, The Land is Ours. Yes. And by ours, I mean African people yeah. who are dispossessed of our land yeah. in a very um, inhumane, um, I mean, our ancestors were killed, mm-hmm. they were murdered, they were tortured. And for me, that is the status quo. I mean, the status quo was us being, us as African people being the rightful owners of the land. Yes. And anything that deviates from that is, is, is an abnormality in, in my view. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. Um, you then speak of the, the constitution and perhaps the compromise of Mandela or what I would term maybe the seller, the selling out of Mandela. Um, and the ANC generally. Yes. And I think that has got us to this point where we even have to debate. The issue of land. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I hear you. And, and this notion of sellout or otherwise, it's not new. And I don't think it should be something that shocks us. Um, people actually are holding strong views with a view of saying, but for certain compromises, and you correctly pointed out, we, we, we wouldn't be here. And, and, and why are we even talking to people who are not willing to repent or consider? But I mean, I've asked the question, and I've heard you, Makafula, I, I agree with you. Dumile, what's your view? 
Um, I, I, I don't go as far as the sellout position. I've, I've, I mean, we've engaged with this conversation many times, I think, yes. um, as different people. Uh, my, my personal view, um, is that this was kind of a journey disturbed, um, in my view. I, I, I accept that I think in the, in the negotiations, um, that we didn't go far enough in the negotiations and potentially we were scared or worried and, and maybe the idea of bloodshed was too top of mind. Um, and, and as a result, we are where we are. Um, but I, 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 my personal feeling is that we should have had this journey go forward and yeah. that we've had 20 years to, to kind of move forward and we haven't done that. Um, my feeling around this land debate is that we're, one, we're extremely late on this, on this discussion mm-hmm. and we've almost engaged in it with a gun to our head where yeah. we've given ourselves a limited amount of time, um, to have a very, very deep debate that we should have been having for at least 10, Maybe 20 years in my view uh, And as a result We we are now having a, a very A very kind of acute Debate around land yes. Where I think land is just a proxy for the economy Of South Africa, I come from an economic mm. perspective yes. But I think the land is a proxy discussion um, And my fear I think around this discussion is that we may Do some things that have Adverse implications in the future If we don't have a full discussion Around the whole economy of South Africa Not just the land but the things that sit on it as well I mean I think that that's a good point And we'll Mm. come back to it and and discuss Because you'll always hear people tell you About you know um, the the economy The land Mm. if you start talking about The land and stuff but but in general terms Really Yeah I mean I'll start off from a sort of a Pan-African perspective I mean with uh, Sobukwe's a speech on the 1st of April uh, 1959. This is when he opens the inaugural conference of the PAC and at the end of the speech he says here is a tree. It is an African tree. Come and sit under the tree and become one of the branches and one of the leaves of the African tree. And crucially what he says prior to that is that the struggle has been about the restoration of native title to the land. And so if you want to be one of us and among us, because he's prepared at that point to confer African identity to non-Africans, yeah. but he puts a precondition that they must first surrender title. So then the struggle itself was always a struggle for the return of the land. Yes. And so that's the starting point. And so when we had the, the constitution, I mean, look, Makafula's point about Mandela having sold out, I mean, I, I don't particularly agree with it, but sure. I understand <laughs> I understand where it's it's coming from. Of but I, I don't agree that Mandela's sold out. I think very few people would have said they were prepared to die for yes. their views. If you ask me whether I'm prepared to die for my views, I'd probably say no. And I think many of us <laughs> would probably say no. Yeah. But Mandela is the person who was actually prepared to die for his views. So right. I think it's sometimes unfair to sort of criticize him using the prism of today. Yeah. So to return then to the land debate, so when we had the constitution, the most interesting thing about it is that the section 25 that we have today, it was a template brought by the ANC to the negotiating table, and it was opposed by the National Party, and it was opposed by the Democratic Party. But nevertheless, the ANC pushed ahead with the provisions of section 24. What it was meant to do was truly transformative. It was truly revolutionary what the section was meant to do. And the truth is actually what Dumile says, which is that we're a little bit late on the land debate. And yes. he, 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 in fact, uh, uh, rather understates the position when he says we're a little bit late. Yes. I mean, we've wasted 23 years yeah. on the land issue. The land should have been returned by now. Yeah. 
The ANC's own projections was that in the first five years of democracy, in other words, in 1999, we would have retained five, uh, 30% of the land. The truth is that 23 years after, we have only retained 5% of the land. And yesterday I was at a discussion at Gibbs. Yes. I asked the Minister of uh, uh, Rural Development, yeah. uh, that's Maite Nguanama Shaban. Yeah. I asked her a specific question, how much money have you spent on land reform? She told me it was 54 billion rands. The, ba- yeah, the bulk of it apparently has paid the f- landowners. Yes. So what has happened is a true paradox. Yeah. The money that should have been used for the transformation of property relations has instead gone to compensate mm. white property owners. Yes. And this is what is called a transformative fund. So it is truly this paradox that we need to unlock in yes. order to see clear our way forward on the land reform. No, and, I, and I, it, it's worrying. I mean, I think it's actually shocking um, being in that situation and spending so much money. Is it because maybe government doesn't know how or it's really government, you know, refusing to upset the relations and rather taking money and, and putting it there and saying, listen, we'd rather, I mean, there's this notion of willing buy and willing seller. Let's rather give you what you what you want. I mean, I don't even think the constitution provides for that, but and it's there. And, and, and related to that point, and to you, Dumile, um, the, the economic aspect, I mean, you touched on, you know, the economy should have been. In your view, insofar as land reform and expropriation without compensation what, what, and, and the economy, how does those two go hand in hand? And um, is, do they even go hand in hand to begin with? I think that's, that's for me, a central issue. Um, on the fact that we are so we are so late in this in this in this discussion, um, that we've almost allowed the economics to put a gun to your head. Um, if, you know, if you if you study almost any macroeconomic class, they describe South Africa as a a small open economy. Yes. Um, which kind of translates to saying we don't have an internal engine. A lot of our economics is governed by capital flows that come in from outside, uh, and the rest of it is multinational companies that aren't necessarily South African or have South African interests at heart. Um, and and as a result, we've as I say, we've you've got a gun to your head in the fact that once you now start discussing land. You have to discuss what sits on the land. Indeed. And that discussion then is a central economic discussion. How do you then have de- 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 um, debates with mining owners, with farmers, with other sectors, um, the banks particularly who are worried about this, um, to say to them, this transformation needs to happen um, and you guys need to come along with us for the ride. So instead, because we've given ourselves such a short framework, we've allowed people who are not necessarily buying into this policy to also then dictate terms. Yeah. Um, and that for me has, has huge implications going forward in the long term. And I don't know if we've given ourselves enough time in the right context and the right discussions to have that debate around how do we move forward and still protect the economy or still protects South Africans at large. Um, and I think that's still a central discussion we'll have. No, I, I hear you. And, and, I mean, and don't I you think, Tell sorry, me. I mean, don't you think that if you are to debate the land issue, properly speaking, that there has to be some disruption? Um, otherwise, it's, it's very difficult to see how property relations can change uh, without uh, a disruptive effect. Absolutely. But my point is to say that that disruption should have been always coming. So to do that disruption in a short period of time, um, it's, it, it's, it, it's a, 
it's a easy discussion to have in this small forum, um, but it's a very difficult one to take to labor to unions when you say, look, over this period of time, the, le- the, the, the capital owners or the owners of capital will leave and for six months you will not be employed. It's, it's a much more difficult conversation to have in the short framework that we've kind of, I think we've put ourselves into um, than having it over 10 years and saying we are transforming the economy, we're clear on our transformation goals, we're clear on where we're going, and those owners of capital have to decide whether they want to be part of the transformation or we, we have plan B, plan C, plan D. Yes. I don't believe we have any of that um, I hear you. right now. Makofla, what, what, what's your view? I mean, on the economy and the disruption. Should we even go there or we leave the status quo um, unchallenged? Well, I mean, there will always be considerations around the economy, around food security, around all these things when we come to the issue of land. Mm-hmm. And I necessarily don't tend to enter, to like to enter into a debate of what will happen once we get our land back. Yes. Because that's, 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 you're you reading my mind. Because that's actually the next question that I was going to ask. But, but mm. you know, engage me and, and maybe we can deal with it. Because I actually think that it's a myth more than anything else. But, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know if that discussion is necessarily fruitful because mm-hmm. that then we then enter into it. We then, I think, spend too much time on that. And two, does it really matter what we're going to do with the land? I yeah. mean, that because then there's an assumption that without white monopoly capital or maybe without um, the West, the West, yes, um, we would not be able to 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 to, to, survive, to survive, or it would be difficult. Surely it would, but I think also there's there's merit in us uh, looking maybe away from the West, yes, and looking within the continent. And looking at the land issue um, more as a continental issue as opposed to a regional South African issue, and us looking into um, developing the African economy or being part of an economy in Africa, yeah. together with other allies. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know to what extent China and South America would be allies of Africa, but yes. I think they are certainly better than the, the colonialists. <laughs> I hear you. I mean, I. I, I I, I hear you. And, and it is what it is. I mean, as I said, one of the things that we, we, we should and, and we must discuss here, it's, it's, it's views and openly so. Um, Tamega, you're, you know, the, as I said, the legal process and stuff. I mean, unless you want to respond to what Makafula and, and, and Dumile has said. Um, I don't think, you know, from my discussion and seeing on Twitter that to a certain extent was grasp what this motion that was passed means. What is it? If if someone is sitting and, and is at the gym and or will listen to the show via podcast in the US or, or, or London for that matter, Australia and says, you know, let me just catch up, they're talking land and stuff. In in simple terms, I mean mm-hmm. firstly we have the EFF proposal and then we have an amended motion to a certain extent by the ANC. Mm-hmm. Is there a difference? And ultimately what was it that was passed? Yeah, so so the story starts of course not with the EFF motion, but it starts with an earlier motion by the ANC in its national conference, okay. uh, in the 54th National Conference. Yes. Because after many, many years of trial and error, eventually the ANC re- realizes Let's that the land is the constitution, the constitution is the land. Indeed. Uh-huh. And they take this thing back to the debate and where the uh, delegates ultimately resolve that the state should have the power to expropriate land without compensation. And when that resolution is then... Uh, 
prepared for parliament. It's unclear when the ANC was proposing to put the debate uh, to parliament. But nevertheless, uh, the EFF, as it usually happens, they were the first to take the matter up. And what they wanted was a a slightly more radical uh, motion that the default position should be expropriation without compensation. In other words, Section 25 should be amended in its entirety so that in every instance of expropriation, there should be no compensation paid. That motion was not passed. Instead, the original ANC motion, which said the state should have a power to expropriate without compensation was passed. What that means is that at the moment what's being investigated is whether it's necessary in certain instances to allow the state the power to expropriate property without compensation. So that's really what it is. It's a, it's a moderate version of the radical proposal put by, by the EFF. EFF. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, uh, and, and I'm happy it clears it. But surely with what, what's out there um, and it being the first cardinal pillar of the EFF, for example, to say expropriation without compensation. Um, it's, it's okay in so far it's a political tool and it may well kind of vote and stuff like that. But is it really realistic? Someone who's sitting in Limpopo and, and, and looking at this and says, ultimately, there's someone who's selling me um, dreams and, and are those realistic dreams and stuff. Well, well, what's your view, gentlemen, with regards to that? Yeah, I mean, it depends on what this means um, yes. in practical terms. I mean, so Dumile's point is, okay, so what about the disruptive effect on the economy and specifically around the issue of food security? Yes. My problem with this debate that foregrounds food security is that it always presupposes that South Africa is a food secure country mm-hmm. and that land reform will be disruptive to food security. But the current facts and figures show that 52% of South Africans, particularly Africans, are not food secure. So with the current land patterns, we are in fact a food insecure country. Yes. And the real problem is the over-concentration of property into a few hands, which means that people in the rural areas, people living on the farms, are in fact unable to use the land productively mm-hmm. in order to support themselves. Mm-hmm. And so even if you look at like just basic um, notions of economics, the over-concentration ultimately reduces the availability of food for ordinary South Africans. So when we talk about land reform, sometimes we have to take it beyond the mere confines of the legal system yes. and simply talk about what it actually means to have property. I mean, most of us who grew up in the villages know that actually we were self-sufficient. Our great-grandparents will tell you the same story, that we were once self-sufficient. The reason that led us to destitution in relation to food security was dispossession. Dispossession. Indeed. So the actual return of dispossession, in fact, increases food security rather than the opposite. So again, we've been sold this myth that there is a choice to be made between land reform and food security. The reality is that we want both. Yes. And it's clear. And I think, you know, we, we need, um, I would say, a party that can articulate that position and do so properly so that people at least know. And as I said, I mean, I think politicians, be it ANC, DA or otherwise, um, are at liberty to, to sell um, a certain motion and stuff. But when it comes to this economic debate, um, you know, and, and, and you would have probably seen in your industry, do you think white monopoly capital, and I know that our white listeners won't like this <laughs> and stuff like yeah. that, but these are the owners of means of production and right. stuff. Are they coming to the party? Are they really wanting to find out what this is? Um, how can they contribute meaningfully with a view of ensuring proper redress? So, um, so I, I personally don't hold the position uh, around 
food security, that we can't have um, land restitution and destabilize kind of food security. Uh, my position is that we are poorly coordinated to do so yeah. um, currently. Enough, yeah. um, and that we are also... I go back to this issue to say that we can't have this debate in the time that it needs to be had around that because food security is about more than farming. It's about the logistics. It's about the grocery stores. It's about, it's about the, the the finance that runs through these businesses. Mm -hmm. And the majority of that is held today by the current owners of land and the current owners of capital. So in, in, in us wanting to turn, um, to, to transform those those industry and multiple industries, the entire economy, um, from being white owned to being black owned, they are going to be winners and losers. Mm-hmm. Um, and my my personal view and my personal position is that there is there is very little chance of those capital owners coming along willingly. It's never happened, and I doubt it will it will it will happen in future. Um, and it still comes back to this idea that you, in order to have this kind of debate or this kind of uh, this kind of battle, which, and I think maybe the debate question is, it's not really a debate. It's going to be a battle at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be well coordinated. In economics, the winners are the guys who are better coordinated. Um, and that means having uh, platforms for media to have discussions. It means being able to organize, um, communities. It means being able to take pain and not having, um, certain members of our society then turning back and, and, you know, running back on the on the decisions that yes. they've made, um, and I don't believe today that we're positioned in a, in the right way to kind of take this battle where it needs to go. Surely, that's something that's going to take years to come. And and I mean, if you look at the issues that are rising on the ground, people want this now. Um, yeah. And it goes back to Makafula's um, view that listen, this what are we going to do with the land type of thing? Deliver so that we can start working <laughs> on it to a certain extent. You know, um, what, what do you think, Makafula? And do you even think that this expropriation of land will bring any redress to South Africa? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, it's certainly a step in the right direction. Yes, I mean, we can't deny that um, as a law. Um, in terms of what the mechanics of it will mean, I'm not entirely sure because what we are then doing is we are taking the land and are giving it to the state to then uh, redistribute in the manner that it's, it's more um, equitable. Yes. Um, what that will mean in practical terms, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Um, firstly, or I mean, it could. I mean, that could be very well be implemented in a manner that still maintains the status quo. It depends yes. what, what, what what the state does with the land. Indeed. Um, and looking at the, I mean, the the, the 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 policies and and the history of the party that's currently in power that actually has the um, capability to not the capability but the potential to do this. Yes. I mean, whether they would do it is is is, is something yeah. that that, that, that I'm, I'm not sure. No, I I hear you and 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 I, and I agree. Um, we're just going to take a two minute, three minute, um, quick musical break, and maybe when we come back, you could just um, move us with a smaller yana piece, and then we can still continue with with the debate and and views on that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
Welcome back to the Cliff Central, to the Country Duty Show rather on cliffcentral.com. Our studio number is 0861-555-189. You can contact us on WhatsApp on 079-748-2090. We're talking land, economics, um, law, and other societal issues and would really appreciate your views. Um, there's one question that came, but we'll address that question just now. But before we go to that question, we'd like um, Makafula to just Give us um, something that he has written and jotted down regarding land and, 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 and his views. Over to you. Untold. Untold to me is why my fellow monkeys call dying a living. Why dry boreholes ushering painful smiles to cleanse madam's racist guilt are called freedom. Untold in the speeches of my liberating thieves. In the black on black for black white poor old newspapers is that the sacrifice of Nelson is more than my soul can bear. Give me land, give me land, or else I shall take. For Pico never lied, Sobuko never lied, Matlangu never died to Gutsun Songangogwam. Aozangu Petum Shaba, Nufgang Escapulashigil. In the eyes of my people, I see the anger of the tortured, displaced, dispossessed little monkeys. Untold. Untold on the pages of your Bibles is that my people black built these pyramids, is that my people black brought religion. Is that the light of civilization is black like me? Give me land, give me land. Untold by the fathers of the fathers of this my part-time freedom with bits of crumbs to keep me from actually dying. Give me land, give me land, or else I shall take. Untold are the closed doors behind the open doors. The real reason why they love that Mandela so much immortalizes memory on the children blinded by poverty to believe. Why Pico chained, naked, beaten and lying on a mat and manacled to a metal grill with brain damage? Why Sobuka poisoned and erased even from the memory of his own children? Is why our mothers litter us to name us after townships. Kakiso, Alex, as if our box existence is not enough pain. Give me land, give me land, or else I shall take. And told that the ghetto ambitions of Nyaupe addicted township messes, kicking salutate paperback footballs, black one kicking dreams, kicking aids, kicking out querequeres, and told that the reasons bend the reasons why I kick myself so much. For the reasons for the tear in every smile of every dignity stricken domestic rubbish, for the gaping wound of 200 trans induced miscarriages, for linking Agaka on down, and why we marry to avoid poverty that we do are landless. I don't know Lisiho, I don't know Oswald, I don't know Sipalma Marakfan and Azu Shakespeare. Wow. <laughs> no, I... Amazing. Wow. Th- thank you, Akafuna. That's, 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 that's big. I mean, I, I, I felt it. Um, and I know tweets, um, already on WhatsApp. People are saying that, 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 that's, that's big. What we're going to do, um, we'll obviously have the podcast up, um, and, and, and a bit of it through, um, Twitter just for you to get a glimpse of, of, of what happened. But these are real stories. I mean, growing up in the township and, and seeing some of these stories and how else can these articulated other than, you know, through poetry, through music, Music and, and, and through these type of discussions And I think um, that that's that um, Tamara, there's a question for you um, It says um, Can we also discuss What expropriation means To traditional leaders and communities In former homelands 
And I think this question also is, is, is part of the current controversy to a certain extent. And this is from to me, by the way. Um, I see you. Thanks for tuning in. Um, and, and it talks to the likes of Ingonyama Trust and, and, and stuff like that. But what, what is your view? Yeah. I mean, this is a, a big question. So the, one of the answers that I usually, when I use answers, quote unquote, answers usually given to the debate about uh, expropriation is why does the state not take the land it currently has in its name and just redistribute that land? Now, the truth of the matter is that the amount of land that the state has in its own name is actually very limited. I am told it's something like 18 million hectares and 15 million of those hectares are the land held in the former TBVC states, the former homelands. Now, that is land usually called trust land and it's registered in the name of the government. The history behind it, I mean, I deal with a lot of this history in my book, but the history behind it is what happened during the dying days of colonialism, yes. uh, especially during the, la- the late 19th century. The British devised a system of uh, indirect rule. And the system of indirect rule, and which was practiced largely in Natal under Theophilus Shepstein, was that instead of ruling directly from England, they would appoint local chiefs as representatives of empire. And their instructions would be channeled through those chiefs. But they needed territory um, boundaries for those chiefs to control uh, African people. And hence, the Native Administration Act of 1927 was passed, and then in its many guises until it became the Black Administration Act. And so, in order for the chiefs to have control, they needed territory, and that territory then became the boundaries. Mm -hmm. And most black people were just arbitrarily told which boundaries they would live under, and their chiefs, the original traditional chiefs, were simply changed and replaced and put under uh, chiefs chosen by the British administration. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about the TPVC states, we are still talking about tribal reserves as created under the Native Administration Act and entrenched under the Black Administration Act. And that is what became, after 1976, the tribal land. Now, the other problem with the tribal land is that for a long time it remained the only pieces of land where black people could control land without interference by the whites. And that gave them a sense of protection and a sense of ownership. And so it became then very difficult for the state to then control that pieces, those pieces of land. And so that's usually the issue. Ingonyama Trust also emerges in the context of a colonial past where Zululand largely, which is a construct of 1879 really, I mean, it's a very, very new creation uh, and also a product of colonialism. But at the end of the uh, apartheid regime in 1993, a deal was struck basically between the Zulu leaders and the National Party government that a particular strip of land would be called uh, Ingonyama Trust and it would be controlled by the king of the Zulus Mm. and and a few of his trustees. And so that's where matters stand in relation to that land. That is its history and that is its historical significance. What does expropriation mean for this land? The problem with the patterns I've just described is that they concentrated the control, the political control over chiefs, and they concentrated the economic, which is the land control, again in the hands of the chiefs. So the democratic dispensation was meant to devolve the power from the chiefs to the people. Yes. So we now have, again, this uh, irony where the chiefs are retaining the powers they got under colonialism and in the way depriving 
the actual individual subjects and communities of control over the land. My own view is that structures like Ingonyama Trust and structures like the other trusts that were created under apartheid in Kulan should be abolished. Yes. And that land should be devolved to the individuals and the people who live on that land. So if we're going to have a debate about expropriation, I would say one of the first things to be done is to take away the land that is controlled economically and politically by the chiefs and devolve that land to community level so that the land truly belongs to the people who live in it. Indeed. Uh, And and, and it's exactly that. I don't know, gentlemen, if you have... You have views, but but it, it it's exactly that. You know, um, it can never be that there's a concentration where the people who are the owners, in in, in real sense, um, of the land that they, you know, there's there's an element of control. Um, it goes back to your Roman Dutch laws and stuff like that, and and it can be, I think, in a democratic country. What are your views, gents? Um, and unfortunately, we're running, you know, um, against time, eight minutes, and it's always when it gets heated that. <laughs> time suddenly does this but it also says maybe the show should be a little longer um and and in time and and with the listenership we, we, we will get there um well what are your views gents with with regards to to, to homelands and um the real people on the ground because i think it's it, it's actually for them more than anything else um mainly us middle class to a certain extent and i know that it's a certain notion or a term but you know these issues may well not hit home as much as it would for someone you know um, on the ground and stuff like that And I worry about um, you know, Our people down there And I think we have a greater responsibility In going and empowering them in whatever way um, I, I think from The From the, the, the point of departure About this land debate has to start with the fact that It has to be done It's not it's not an option, yes. you know. We the, the 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 structures, whether they're in the homelands, whether they're here in the cities, are about um, people on the ground being dispossessed over hundreds of years. And when when you talk dispossession, you're talking economically, you're talking politically, you're talking about culturally, you're talking socially, yes. where people are powerless. And we've had enough time post you know post apartheid. To now have to start having the discussion about empowering those people on the ground. Um, movements like Fees Must Fall are, are, are these are these are. I forget the word now. The English. Yeah, word. Hopefully, they're not yeah. fascists. Um, no, no. It's in the such. I mean, no, we've I, heard that they're what, what I say is, is stuff, they, are, yeah. they, are, they are symptoms of a bigger disease. You, know, you, you, you have a, a dispossessed, powerless people who want to become economic participants, and this is not something that we can ignore without it becoming uh, the, the, without it becoming a catastrophe. People yes. look at Zimbabwe and say it was a catastrophe, um, but it was only a catastrophe because they took so long to address it. So we have yeah. to address this issue. And I think it has to go down to the mechanics. So the idea that we are where, where we're sitting today is in an exploratory um, um, field where parliament has to go look at the legislature, etc., etc. But we do need to get back to the mechanics. We have to define what land we're going to uh, expropriate. We have to Define how we're going to do it Does it go to government, does it go to the people Do you need to bring a title deed All of those things have to be defined And communicated and codified If we want this to be a successful effort um, Because the I think the crime here Would be to undertake this endeavor And find ourselves 10 years later Still having the same discussions we're having now Or finding ourselves in even bigger quagmires than we have But we have to be clear We have to address this thing We have to get to the nuts and bolts um, And we have to be willing to face whatever tough 
conditions come and that takes heavy coordination and i think i i i'm hoping that that's kind of the point of departure under which we're having this conversation sure yeah kafla um yeah just i mean in passing um i'm i'm in sort of to say this like i'm 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 a bit skeptical on 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 the whole expropriation and how I see it working out, yes, like the mechanics of it and how it's actually going to what it's going to mean to the men on the street. Mm. Um, because the the, the 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 thing about land, there's economics. Um, there's obviously food related issues that attach to ownership of the land, but to me, more importantly, or not more importantly, also important is the fact that. There is a dehumanization that took place yeah. when white settlers took the land from African people. And I think f- first and foremost, it's important that we address that, that part because, yeah. I mean, we find ourselves like in townships uh, being buried, Avalon, buried mm. on top of each other. You know, there is no dignity there, there is no humanity there. And, um, so I mean, there is that part that I think is, is is a very important part of 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 what needs to be done, and that's why I'm I'm not I don't see how, and and clearly this is coming from an uninformed view. Sure. But in terms of how the mechanics of expropriation are gonna work once the land is in the hands of the state, um, I'm not sure how that's gonna happen because ultimately I kind of suspect that a compromise will be reached. A compromise can only be reached because yeah. there is no way, uh, as I think it, it has been said, that like uh. Uh, white imperialists are going to say, "Fine, take your land." Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, and and gentlemen, I mean, you know, people are asking, and, and I see you, Teboho, asking for thirty minutes, Nyana, and stuff. These are important issues. Would love to have the thirty minutes and continue the discussion, but um, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to do that. However, what we will do is to continue the discussions on Twitter. We'll, you know, retweet. And, and get the conversation going because I think you know it's also beneficial to people who might only listen to the show a little later and ensure um, that we we are aligned. Um, there's a specific question. Um, do you have a Twitter account, um, Tembeka? What is it? <laughs> and related to that, um, are you seeing someone? <laughs> well, I came here to talk about human rights. I know, uh, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> I mean, so I, I did want to say something about you know where the land goes you know, sure. from the uh, point of expropriation. Yes. So there are two avenues. Um, the one avenue is the land goes to the state where it's expropriated for public purposes. In other words, if the state wants to build a road, you know, it goes to the state. Yeah. But there's a second avenue, which is expropriation for public in- interest or expropriation in the public interest. As yes. I think the constitution uses the language. That land doesn't go to the state. It goes to individuals, uh, co- communities, and families. And so there is no possibility when you are expropriating in the public interest that the state, the, act, the the land will end up in the hands of the state. It's almost a default position of the law that it goes yeah. to the communities on whose behalf the expropriation is uh, undertaken. Yeah. Um, on the Twitter thing, yes. I mean, I was forced to open. I, mean, you know, <laughs> I was forced to open a Twitter account in yes. order to close another account, but yes. I didn't succeed. The account I wanted to close has been so like super successful. So I just watch 
And, but but it's there in, um, in amazement. So I've got my own account. Uh, do you even tweet though? No, I hardly do. I mean, I have put like two or three things. Okay, but I, I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm not. not uh, yeah, I'm not there yet. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, well, the other issue it's a national interest issue. We'll have a show about the other question that I asked. But I just want to say <laughs> to um, the listeners and everyone on Twitter, thank you for listening in. It, it, it's been a great show, and we'll continue with the uh, conversations on Twitter. And, and, and thank you, gentlemen, for coming through. Super. Thank you for inviting Thanks. me. Thank you so much. This is CliffCentral.com.